You are listening to The Mark Milton Show with a smash. Hosted by former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton, the STL tax lawyer. Here's Mark Milton. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope. Yeehaw, you're listening to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by stltaxlawyer.com. If you've got IRS problems, you know who to call, stltaxlawyer.com. You can call us at 833-LAW-1040. You may have seen in the news, the IRS just received $83 billion in additional funding, $43 billion of which is going to be used to increase enforcement. That means hiring an additional 87,000 IRS employees to conduct audits and collect taxes. So if you've got unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night, be sure to contact us via stltaxlawyer.com. Smash is not with us this week. He is uh, under the weather, um, but we uh, had a very special guest uh, who we were able to secure for the show. So we went ahead and uh, decided to record this week's show. We're hoping Smash will be back with us this week uh, for our fall run. Uh, We took a little bit of a break. In August, and uh, took a family RV trip, had some had some other work travels. So back in the saddle, uh, pun intended, uh, here on the Mark Milton Show, and excited uh, for another season of the show. And uh, our guest today uh, is Bob Estes from the uh, PGA Champions Tour. Bob had a very uh, successful career on the PGA Tour. He won four championships, uh, finished in the top 50 all-time uh, earnings list. Uh, just a great guy. I was fortunate enough to get to play in the senior pro-am out at Norwood Hills last week and uh, got randomly paired with Bob, and he could not have been uh, a more gracious uh, a pro to play with. We had some uh, pretty exciting moments out there, which we'll touch on a little bit. Uh, but just a fantastic weekend uh, at the Ascension Charity Classic. Kudos to uh, those folks for putting that on and for everyone uh, who supported the event, all the corporate sponsors. It was really uh, fantastic showing, uh, great fan support, great corporate support. Um, I enjoyed watching the coverage on Golf Channel all weekend when I wasn't there on Sunday. But anyway, uh, without further ado, we'll get to our uh, our guest, uh, Bob Estes. Uh, welcome to the show, Bob. Thanks, Mark. Um, looking forward to it, but I'm not sure I'd be considered a legend, but I appreciate it. Well, you're certainly, I mean, top 50 all time, I think, uh, on the PGA money list. Um Four four victories on tour. I think that uh, certainly puts you in, in rarefied air. Um, and I, I, sh- I assume you appreciated that intro song being a Texan. This should have been a cowboy uh, theme song we have here. I did, but I couldn't help but think how poorly the Cowboys played last night as soon as that came on. Well, <laughs> you had, you had, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but uh, you had kind of a rough weekend with the Longhorns uh, blowing that lead. Um, and then the Cowboys uh, not only losing, but losing Dak Prescott. So uh, my condolences to you. I know, but we've struggled for quite a while, both those teams. And so I, we're getting too used to it, I'm afraid. Well, you are a uh, Texas Longhorn. You played college uh, golf there, I know. Uh, tell us about you know your experience growing up and uh, having gone to college there. Um, well, I started playing golf when I was four. My dad started me. Um, I was playing tournaments. I think by the time I was five years old, I was playing all the other sports as well. But uh, And I played basketball um, as well through high school. But golf was always, you know, going to be the sport that I was going to pursue, you know, into college and hopefully beyond. You know, I, 
you know, had my sights setting on set on playing the PGA Tour from the time I was about ten or eleven years old. Wow! But I also wanted to play, um, you know, college golf. Um, you know, more than likely at the University of Texas. My dad went there. Had a cousin that pole vaulted there for a year or two before transferring. Um, we played our state high school tournament in Austin every year, so I always loved those trips. We won the state high school championship and the highest division all three years that I was in high school. So great memories um, from being there in Austin even before college. And then I got offered a, a scholarship and played the four years there at Texas and you know, had a very solid career there and had always hoped to get good enough to go straight from college to the PGA Tour, and I was able to do that. It was myself, Billy Mayfair, who played at Arizona State, and Larry Silvera, that played at um, University of Arizona. Uh, the three of us were the only three players that went straight from college to the PGA Tour, um, qualifying in 1988, and so 1989 was my rookie year on the PGA Tour. So, so what did you have to do then to go from college directly to the, the PGA Tour, and how does that differ from what guys do today? Yeah, the qualifying process is different now. For many years, they've wanted you to you know, go through and hopefully play a year on what is now the Corn Ferry Tour to gain experience. But back then, it was a three-stage qualifying process, um, if you made it, you went straight to the PGA Tour. If you didn't, more than likely, you went to Asia. And I'd always heard all the horror stories about guys going over to Asia and sometimes getting sick and losing all kinds of weight or, you know, coming face-to-face with a cobra in the rough or, <laughs> you know, things like that. So I definitely didn't want to have to go to Asia unless it was later on in my career and I was getting paid big money to do it. So, yeah, I had um, I worked my butt off to, to try to make sure that I was able to go straight from college to the PGA Tour. And I remember time for, I think it was 32nd at the, the final stage of tour qualifying school. I did finish in the top 10 at the first two stages to keep advancing. I think we were playing for 50 spots. It was probably 50 in ties, I think. Um, and I believe I finished tied for 32nd at the final stage of Q school out in, um, Palm desert in California. Um, so yeah, that, I, I think I made it by two shots. And so, yeah, that was, that was pretty incredible. Actually, my college golf coach came out. He was there for, I believe the final round. Um, but, um, yeah, it was very stressful. I think I was four over through 10 holes. Played the last eight holes two under with a couple of really good pars on 17 and 18 to, to make it by two shots. That's awesome. Did you Now, did you get to play in any uh, major championships when you were an amateur? Like when you were in college, you know, you see guys play in the U.S. Open or, or the Masters. Did you get that opportunity? No, not to play in majors, but I did play in five tour events. Um during the summer and the fall of 1988 after I was done with college. I played one more amateur event um, after the NCAA tournament, the Texas State Amateur, and I finally won that. And then I turned pro. I won my first pro event. Um, actually, not too far. Well, I think we talked about that, the Bogey Hills Invitational. That's right. So yeah. I won I won that. That was the biggest mini tour event at the time. So I, I won that. What was but, that, what was that uh, paycheck? 
um, 40,000. Well, that's so, pretty good. So what was funny is I, you know, I, I played in the pro-am either the day before the tournament or two days before. And my team did pretty good. I can't remember if it was based off the team or my score or whatever, but I think I made like $183. I thought that was pretty cool to make $183 in one round. And then four or five days later, um, I took home the, the big check of 40000 So So that was pretty cool. But going back to what we're talking about, I um, I was I think five events was the most that you could get at that time. I think it later went from five to seven if you were a non-member of the PGA Tour. But I got um, invited to play in five tournaments um, that summer and fall because I had won the Haskins Award um, in 1988, my senior year. That's College Player of the Year, which correct? Is, which is College Player of the Year, and that was also the first year that they awarded the Jack Nicholas Award which was also for the college player of the year. So, and I think golf, we did one as well. So I swept all three of the um, major awards that year. I think Billy Mayfair had won a year before, and I had just a little bit better year than he had uh, my senior year. So I won it my senior year, but anyway, yeah. So my, my first um, PGA tour event was the, the Buick open. And while I was there, I, um, I found out that I had gotten an invite into the, um, FedEx St. Jude Classic in Memphis, and so I got to go straight from the Buick Open to, to Memphis and play in that one, uh, and then played a few others in the fall, so, including a- Abilene, Texas. Oh, so. nice. And you won the FedEx St. Jude at some point, right? Maybe not the first time, but uh, somewhere down the road? Yep, 2001. Yeah, that was one of my very best tournaments. Um, my two best tournaments probably over the course of my career were um, Las Vegas and, and Memphis. And uh, maybe it had something to do with the heat. I'm not for sure because it usually was, you know, pretty hot at those two events. But, um, but yeah, Memphis was was a, a special um, event for me for different reasons. But, yeah, I won that one in 2001 at the TPC course. But when I got invited to play in the tournament in 1988, it was the last year that they played at Colonial Country Club where Al Guyaberger shot his 59. Oh, wow. That's, that's incredible. And then I just looking at some stats, you were, I think you finished in the top 10 at all the majors, except maybe the U S open, you had like a, a 12th, 12th finish or something, but that's pretty, that's a pretty yeah. uh, cool stat. Tied for 11th at the U S open at Pinehurst that one year. And so that was a little bit atypical, I guess, of, you know, your tip, your normal U S open um, setup. And so that one suited me a little bit better. And I think my best finish yeah, well, that one tied for 11th, and yeah, I had some other top tens and other majors, and led a couple of majors. Um, you know. It, and what's yeah, that like? On, yeah, talk, what's that like? Yeah, going what, to the back night. What? Well, yeah, Go what's ahead. that like? I mean, leading a major. I mean, um, I, I, I mean, when I see you guys, you know, professional golfers, you think, oh, they don't get nervous. But I mean, do you do you feel the nerves like when you're leading a tournament? Does that uh, do you feel that? And how do you how do you react to it? Yeah, you do, and sometimes it just depends on how confident and comfortable you are with your game. I mean, you can still be playing well, but not be that confident with what you're doing, but things are still going your way. So, you know, I can't remember, you know, really all the way back to 1993. Um, It was like you had most of the the Hall of Fame or future Hall of Famers in contention, and then there was me, and I had a one-shot lead with nine holes to go. So that's one of the ones that they like to play um, on um, the golf channel, you know, is one of those um, 
special rounds or, or, or whatever. So it's kind of funny. You got you got all the top players in the world, and and there's there's me. And I hadn't even won on tour yet. I didn't win on tour until 1994. But um, yeah, I and I played pretty good on the back nine. Obviously, I was playing well. I made um, five pars and four bogeys, but yeah, I, I you know I finished three or four, five back. I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, who, who yeah, I'm sure that? I was who won nervous. It that year? That was the year that um, Azinger um, beat Greg Norman in a playoff. Ah, okay, yeah. But there were there were many other you know top players in the world. Um, in contention, so it's it's kind of neat to to go back and and look at that and look at the leaderboard. Very cool, and and I was proud uh, w- watching. I didn't come out to the Norwood uh, Norwood Hills on Saturday, but you were at the top of the leaderboard uh, at one point, just two days after having played your round with me. Do you feel like I helped contribute to uh, your your success at Norwood Hills this weekend? Well, yeah, that's pretty obvious. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had such a good time, and I was. I was watching you and trying to learn from your game. <laughs> what not to do? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm still amazed at how high you hit your wedges. Yeah. Um, I, I think if I could hit my wedges as high as you do, I probably could get a lot more of them close to the hole. Wow. So um, I'm have to clip that off and put that somewhere. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a nice, nice. I don't know if that's a. I mean, it's certainly not intentional, but uh, yeah, I've, I've actually like. Uh, like we talked about, have you had a chance to check those loss on your wedges yet? I, I'm, I'm not sure that they're exactly what you think they are. They may not be. They may not. Be. I'm still, I'm still working with it. I've got a few new ones, and I'm still not quite sure how or when to hit them. Um, but we had a great time out there, and uh, I'm sure you, you, you know, with the pro am circuit, I'm sure you get uh, paired up with all kinds of different people. But um, we sure had a good time with you, and I think um, appreciated your, you know, graciousness. I know I've heard sort of horror stories of some people uh, participating in pro-ams and you kind of never know what, what you're going to get. But I, I really enjoyed that experience. I hope you did as well. Um, and I kind of want to talk about just, you know, what your weekly, you know, weekly experience is like. Because obviously you've got to prepare yourself for uh, now on the Champions Tour, you know, three rounds of golf. Um, but there's a whole lot of work that goes into that. So kind of t- walk us through your typical week. I guess right now you just made it to Sioux Falls for next week's event. And have been kind enough to spend some time with us. So, sort of, what takes place between now and and uh, once you get started on Friday? Well, now that I'm here and checking the hotel, the next couple of things that I will probably do are laundry and get a workout in. So, I need to need to get both those done before dinner, or at least get the laundry done by this evening as well. So, um, yeah, that's kind of typical. As as soon as you you know get to a new um, new tournament and um, get settled in. Um, actually, they needed one more player for a nine-hole scramble pro-am tomorrow morning on the tournament course, which is kind of um, unique to, to most weeks. So I, I don't even really know what it's all about, but um, <laughs> I did. But the tournament director texted me and, and, and said he needed one more player. And so I, I told him I would play if he still still needed me. Oh, I and thought you did. were inviting so, me to come up to Sioux Falls. That's what I was. I misread that that lead. I thought you were inviting me to come up, but you needed one more. But well, <laughs> I mean, I, it's, we're not that far away. You could certainly, you know, come over, and I bet they could even find a spot for you in one of the pro ams. That, um, that would be. I don't think my wife would go for that um, after coming so, off uh, last week. But 
Um, okay, so you got that tomorrow, and then you then they have the official pro am like like they did in St. Louis Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, most of our you know just regular Champions Tour events have pro ams morning and afternoon on the Wednesday and Thursday. Sometimes I'm in one pro am, and sometimes I'm in two. Last week I was I played Wednesday morning and Thursday afternoon when we played. This week I just have the one pro am, so I played eight twenty on Wednesday morning. Um, we'll probably do some practice in the afternoon after lunch. And then Thursday will pretty much just be a, a practice day. I'll probably practice, you know, normally I would get out there and um, practice for an hour or two before lunch and take a break. And then we'll probably do a little bit more practice after that, usually short game um, after lunch. And then um, just kind of rest up and get ready for um, the first round of the tournament on Friday morning. And you're a pretty fit guy. You mentioned, you know, you do a lot of stretching uh, to keep yourself in shape, which I could probably uh, use some advice there. Um, so, I mean, how, physically, I mean, does it take a lot more for you to be able to, you know, play every day or, or do you just, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things you're so used to it. Um, you know, your body just sort of adapts. Oh, well, the stretching you mentioned, no, that's, that's after the workout. That's not the workout. That's after the workout. Oh, or after no. the golf. Okay. <laughs> well, I could, it would be a good start do. just to be stretching for me, I guess, because I don't really work out much. I mean, I play yeah, golf. I maybe. play some basketball, but beyond that, uh -huh. I'm not a big cardio guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I'll, that, that's up to you how much you want to, to, to work out and how much time you have. But yeah, no, I have a trainer back home. I played basketball through high school, like I mentioned earlier. And so I've always been in really good shape. Um, I, I might miss, you know, practice days or obviously during the off season, I'll do too much golf, but I, I don't miss too many workouts. Um, but yeah, I have a great trainer. He was world-class pole vaulter. Um, so yeah, we do, we do all kinds of, training you know it, and we've had to alter my training at times at times I was maybe lifting too heavy and got a little bit um too big or too tight through the upper body and so I've had to back off the, the upper body lifting at times but, but we do all kinds of um lifting cardio stability mobility flexibility work you know just you know all of that so it's all encompassing and then of course I'm pretty good um, as far as my diet as well and you know being very aware of staying hydrated yeah and like when you're traveling on the road i mean do you just rely on the hotel fitness center or do they have facilities uh, at each of the stops where, where you guys are able to get that that work in well some hotels have better gyms than others um and we also have the the trailers that, that follow the, the tour every week so you can get a workout in there as well we have one trailer that's mostly for physical therapy and one trailer that's mostly for training um or warming up before a round and so i, I definitely use it um almost all the time before warm you know before a round to warm up and then occasionally we get a warm-up i'm going to work out in in the trailer but um you know sometimes i'll go to another gym um that's in the the neighborhood and and work out there if i don't have what i need um at the hotel or i'm not anywhere near the golf course at the time okay good deal uh you're listening to the mark milton show we've got uh champions tour legend bob estes joining us uh this week fresh off uh his tied for fifth finish at the ascension charity classic here in st louis 
Bob, uh, what were your thoughts on on the event this past week? I mean, had you played? Were you here last year for the event? I can't remember. Remember, I was. You were. Yeah, and I played what, last year. Yeah, the inaugural event. Uh, I can't remember event. exactly how I. I can't remember how I finished. Yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a great inaugural event. Um, and yeah, and obviously the the, the field was very strong um, this year as well. You know, at different times, certain players you know, can't play because of injuries or they had surgery or something like that. So we do have um, some players out right now. The last year's tournament was great. Um, the golf course is great and so much fun to play. It's such a unique golf course. The elevation changes on certain holes are just incredible. And that makes for, you know, really fun golf and, and, and fun spectating as well. Last year, the golf course played really firm and fast. And I know y'all had a bunch of rain before we got there um, this year. And so it started out playing really soft, but every day um, the fairways were getting, you know, they were drying out and getting firmer and firmer and the greens were getting firmer. And so by the, um, you know, at least by Saturday, um, you know, the ball was, was really chasing down the fairway and the greens were firming up and, and you know, and, and they stick the pins in the corners you know, in the Champions Tour as well. Not during the Pro-Am like you saw, but during the tournament round. <laughs> that <laughs> you know, felt they, like a they, jab. They, they, put the, they put the pins in the corners to really challenge us. And so, um, yeah, it, 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 it played tough, and especially on Sunday. Well, I got to say, even on Thursday, those greens were lightning quick. Um, you know, if you recall, my uh, downhiller on number seven was probably – will probably go down as one of the greatest golf shots, putts of my life for, for the birdie net eagle. Um, yeah. but I mean, those, those putts were, <laughs> were rolling, were rolling fast and they're very undulated. Um, so I, I feel like, uh, they are really, uh, high, high quality greens out there at Norwood Hills. They are. Yeah. Great course and great greens. They can't get them quite as fast as we normally putt because they do have so much slope, um, on a lot of those greens, but they're, they're still fast, especially downhill. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like you said, it was a, it was a great field. I thought uh, the crowd, even on Thursday, which was really scary for me to be hitting uh, shots with uh, with spectators uh, out there, but you know, you drew some great crowds this week. How did the crowds here compare to you know what you've seen on uh, at other stops on the Champions Tour? I think St. Louis is just about as good as any of them. You know, this week is 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 really really good too in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You know, I don't think they have that many big events um to attend and so this one is as well attended but um st louis is probably you know just about as good and uh, you know certain tournaments where we go depending on where we are and you know may not um you know have you know quite the attendance or the attention but um, but st louis is is ranked right up there at the top as far as um, how many people we get to come out and watch. Yeah, I, I'm I'm amazed at the job uh, they've done with this event, and I think it's only going to continue to grow. And uh, Norwood is is certainly a great host. I did have a question from the audience. Someone uh, Bob Bob K from Morrison Woods asked, uh, "Who are some of your favorite playing partners on the PGA Tour, and why?" Oh, um, <laughs> not to put well, you on the you know, spot. Well, no, that's okay. It's just there's, you know, so many great guys out here that, yeah, it's kind of, kind of tough. You just almost kind of start at the, you know, top of the, the list. It's almost easier to answer the, the, the question the other way. Well, you can do that if you want to do that. You can do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Feel free. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But there, yeah, there's so many great guys 
you know, that play on the Champions Tour. Um, most of the guys are guys that I've been playing with since I was, you know, 22, 23 years old or even younger, like, you know, Billy Mayfair that I mentioned earlier, John Daly. But um, yeah, we saw JD out there on Thursday. We were trying to, I don't think he was too pleased with the pace of the pro am. Yeah, and I, I think he said he tried to hit one too hard also and pull a little something in his, you know, groin area or something. So maybe John needs to maybe not swing so hard, you know, as he gets up there in age, kind of like the rest of us. But, I tell you um, what, he still takes that backswing all the way, I mean, all the way around his head. It's unbelievable. that We we followed him a few holes. Uh, we were out there yesterday on Sunday, and uh, it's incredible to watch his swing. It is, yeah. So he's he's a lot of fun to play with. You know, the, the guys that have good attitudes and, um, you know, play at least at a medium pace, if not a quicker pace, you know, we're always fun to play with. Um, but gosh, there's just so many, so many great guys. I mean, I, I could, I could almost name everybody, you know, as far as, you know, who we enjoy playing with. Um, and somebody like Stephen Alper, who I never really knew, you know, Stephen um, obviously has taken the, the Champions Tour by storm. Um, more recently, Padre Harrington, but um, starting last year, uh, Stephen Alker, and I probably crossed paths with him some, you know, um, over the course of my career. I always knew the name, but um, since he wasn't playing that much on the PGA Tour, I didn't really get to know him or didn't see him very often. But, you know, Stephen is just a, a great guy, you know, great player, great personality, you know, so considerate, you know, when he's playing. And so, yeah, he's. He's one too. That's just a lot of fun to play with. Well, he's having a heck of a year, that's for sure. I think he's he's leading the uh, Champions Tour, uh, what is it, Charles Schwab Cup standings. I know Padraig mm-hmm. Harrington had the win this weekend and pulled a little, a little bit closer. Um, all right, last question. I know I, I want to be mindful of your time because I know you've got stuff to do. Um, what what are some things you like to do off the course? Because I mean, this you know, being a professional golfer, I'm assuming uh, you know, it obviously takes up a lot of your time. But what are some of your uh, your non golf hobbies? Well, I live on Lake Austin. I live there inside the gates at Austin Country Club. And so um, there's a code that kind of comes back in um, from the the bridge that you see on television if you watch the Dell yeah. match play. And so I, I live on the water. I've got a boat right down below. So I love getting out on the lake whenever I can and, you know, taking friends out on the water. Um I don't have a wakeboard boat, but it's fun to go cruise or go to one of the restaurants on the lake. Um, I also do some fishing, a little bit of bass fishing. I haven't done as much in the last year as I was doing prior to that um, for whatever reason, but I, I plan on <laughs> doing a little bit more fishing here in the fall. Um, also, I like to bird hunt. Uh, you know, Prior to September the 1st, I needed to renew my hunting and um, fishing combo license there in Texas. And so I didn't go dove hunting um, before I went to um, St. Louis, but I'm probably going to do a little bit of dove hunting when I get back to Austin in the, the next couple of weeks. Very so, nice. Very nice. Yeah, well, um, like that. anytime you're up in Missouri, maybe uh, next time you'll have to, did you play in the Bass Pro event they had over there at Big Cedar? Um, I, I did play in the fall of 2022, you know, the, the, the tournament was off the schedule in 2022. I didn't play that tournament prior to that. And then we, they, they basically created two events back to back. Um, Shane Birch, I think won the first one and Phil Mickelson won the second one. Right. So we played two different courses there. Um, and, and that was, that was, you know, an incredible, you know, week and a half or so 
that we were there. I guess we had maybe two days in between the two tournaments. Um, but yeah, that, um, that was, it was so neat to stay in the hotel there on the river. Um, and then, you know, the golf courses weren't that far away and the, the clubhouse setting up on, on top of the hill. Um, it was, it was a really neat experience and I look forward to going back at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's great fishing, hunting, uh, the golf is spectacular. I got to play uh, tigers, uh, Payne's Valley, uh, earlier i guess back in august and it is spectacular so uh bible i really appreciate you taking the time i had so much fun uh playing with you on thursday with our 21 under finish by the way did you did you hear do you win anything did we win anything i didn't uh i didn't hear anything about ours i think we finished second didn't we um i think yeah well there were groups still behind us um and so no i didn't ever see the final result um i'm not sure I, i think what we're doing, you know, that they don't have a, a, you know, you know, money or whatever for how the pro finishes, but I think that they have in the past based on how the team finished, but that money might be getting donated to charity. Okay. I'm not, <laughs> that's I'm, fine. I'm no, not, be, I'm not, yeah, totally. That, that which, which is nice. fine. So, but, um, but I thought, um, if you, or if our team had finished in the top two or three, you probably would have gotten a trophy or, you know, a dozen golf balls or something like that. So, <laughs> well, especially after not, my net eagle, yeah. net eagle, net birdie finish, Bob. It was impressive, and I guess you have a new nickname now too. The net eagle. Net eagle. I love it. It's great. I love it. Thank you so much, Bob, for uh, joining the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. Really appreciate it. Okay, enjoyed it. All Talk right, take you. care. Bye. Okay, too. That was Bob Estes from the PGA Champions Tour joining us here on the Mark Milton Show, broadcasting from the. Miller Furniture Studios, Miller Furniture, uh, with three great locations in Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and, of course, now in Ellisville, 1.2 miles east of Clarkson Road. We're also very grateful for our sponsor, Rosalita's Cantina. You can check out Rosalita's downtown or out in De Pere off of Manchester Road. You can also check out the Rosalita's Chips Salsas, Queso. Their uh, jalapeno ranchero dip uh, is available at uh, all Deerberg's locations in the St. Louis area. So be sure to check them out. You can find them at rosalitascantina.com. And again, Miller Furniture, millerfurniture.com. You can shop online anytime or check out any one of their three showroom locations in the greater St. Louis area. We appreciate Bob Estes for joining us this week uh, on the Mark Milton Show. We wish Smash a uh, speedy recovery. And uh, certainly uh, we're looking forward to having some more shows now uh, that we're back from our summer break and uh, look forward to many guests and and some interesting topics for you all to listen to, to. So be sure to... Uh, subscribe to the podcast, Apple iTunes, or anywhere you, where you get your podcast. And we appreciate you listening. This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash.